One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. This is Pam Shriver. This is Yannick Noah. Hi, this is Natanya Brown, and you are listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, we're back, folks. Less than 12 hours later, we are back with another podcast. Matt, the Jolly Come Lately, is with us down the line from Zaville. Hello, Matt. Hello. Yes, I'm, I'm just doing one podcast a day. What a slacker. Mm, we are the hardcore, David. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's so disappointing, isn't it? You know, just these kids. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm 50 and I can beer twice in a day. Okay, I did have a holiday last week, but still. Um, I, I very much enjoyed talking WTA tennis uh, with Catherine, old school style, um, until I realized I was, I was searching in my mind for a fact to illustrate a point I was making, and I realized... I didn't have that fact to hand at all. And I didn't have the ability to go, what is it, Matt? <laughs> it was a stat-free show, Matt. Very much stat-free. Uh, thank you, by the way, to Natanya. Uh, Natanya Brown introducing the show there. Love that name, Natanya. It's like a hybrid of Tanya and Natasha and Natalie and Natalia. It's it's everything all at once. Love that. It is day one of the Billie Jean King Cup, or rather it was day one of the Billie Jean King Cup finals. Day one is just about in the books. There is still a doubles match ongoing. Uh, it's one of those doubles which could be a dead rubber or could be absolutely critical <laughs> in deciding events in the days to come, which for me... It, not to start off on a on a negative, but for me is one of the weaknesses of of this format that the sort of unknown dead rubberiness of some of the doubles matches. I like to know where I stand, and I imagine it's quite difficult for the players when when they don't know where they stand with the significance of those matches. Yes, imagine getting off a seventeen hour flight from Cancun and having to play one of those doubles matches. That was that was the situation Storm Hunter found herself in this morning. Yeah, I mean, that is where we need to start, isn't it? Because Australia and Slovenia opened up the Billie Jean King Cup by Gamebridge finals in Seville and it was 
a win for Slovenia in the tie. They were two love after the first two singles, Kaja Juvan beating Ida Tomljanovic and Tamara Zidanešek beating Daria Savil. So then we have a, is it a dead dead rubber doubles situation? Enter Kimberly Birrell and Storm Hunter, year-end doubles number one. She secured that in Cancun where she flew out of less than 24 hours ago and pretty much stepped off the plane. The third of, I think, three planes, Matt can confirm, and pretty much went straight to the tennis centre and played what could end up being a crucial tennis match for her country and winning it. Unbelievable. Mm. And lost her baggage along the way. Oh. No. Yep. She. It's always the connections. Yeah. And she had two of those to make. She she apparently flew from Cancun to Charlotte, Charlotte to Madrid, and then Madrid to Seville. Landed in Seville around eight thirty a.m. this morning. Uh, discovered that she didn't have any luggage. She'd been smart enough to carry some rackets with her, so she did at least have those. Uh, and then she was here for the national anthems and the start of play at 10 a.m. And she was sort of backstage supporting her team. And then she was on court at 2 p.m. alongside Kim Birrell. And they won that doubles match to, you know, certainly help Australia's chances. A kind of extraordinary effort and one that she was completely sort of chilled and relaxed about. I went into the press conference with her and, you know, I've, I've spoken to Storm Hunter quite a bit over the last couple of years because she's been quite a big feature of the Billie Jean King Cup finals. And I was thinking maybe, maybe this is the occasion where it sort of breaks Storm Hunter. She's always so composed and so calm. <laughs> and I was thinking, surely she can't be like that after after the ordeal that she's been through over the last 24 hours. And no, she was still like that, taking it all in her stride and just saying, well, obviously I would I would do that because I love representing my country so much. I love this competition. There was never, never any other option or any other thought in my mind that this is what I was going to do. And... It was completely remarkable to me. She is she's just built different. I, I I just simply wouldn't be able to function after what she's been through. I mean, people people have heard the quality of my work after stepping off a plane, and that was a three hour journey to Seville, and it resulted in one of the worst interviews of all time with Yulia Putin Saver. She, on the other Stroke hand, passed. has won a doubles match. Extraordinary. Okay. <laughs> um, does she or whatever airline she was traveling with, do they know where the luggage is? And uh, does she have air tags? <laughs> is uh, those, I assume those are the two hard hitting editorial questions you put to her in the press conference, Matt? Uh, they weren't, but I hope so. No, no person that travels professionally doesn't have air tags, right? That is where we are as a society. I think even David might I, have I them believe. now. Yeah, and yeah, I believe I believe David into getting air tags. You, you told me about it about six months ago, and I've got them. Although they keep beeping at me, and I don't really understand how to turn them off. Um, but anyway, uh, what I wanted to know is what what I mean, Catherine. That's not you're, right, David. You're looking at me as if to say they don't beep, David. So <laughs> I don't think well, mine have never beeped. Well, anyway, yeah, I mean, you want to get the the good ones then um, <laughs> because mine do. 
<laughs> they double as an alarm clock. Uh, what I wanted to to know is is when you were you were explaining the Storm Hunter uh, arrival into the press conference because I I was expecting this. I was expecting you to say she was in a great mood and she nothing seemed to bother her and uh, you know she wondered what all the fuss was about because I heard a little bit of her on court interview where she just said, "Oh, you know, anything for the team." And and I did. It just occurs to me, what would it take? to piss off Storm Hunter. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, mm. maybe there's a question you can ask <laughs> at, at a future press conference because I really want to know what gets her goat. I've connected in Charlotte, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas, and if, if it's not that that pisses her off, <laughs> then it might not be anything. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cracking effort, isn't it? I mean, you know... To, to come off the, the plane and do that. It it does seem a little curious, though, looking at that lineup that she's taken to the court 2-0 down when her singles teammates are Isla Tomjanovic and Daria Saville. And I know both of those two players over the last couple of years have had horrible injury problems. But, I mean, those were really one-sided scores. Is that, is that a shock? There was certainly a lot of talk today about those selections by Captain Alicia Molik and the Slovenian captain apparently said in the Slovenian portion of his press conference that he was very pleased that Alicia Molik went with those two rather than with Kim Birrell. Um, and, you know, I think a, a lot of people probably listening to this podcast know more about Isla Tomjanovic and Darius Saville because exactly as you say, they have been reliable players for Australia. They've, they're the bigger names. They've had the bigger results. And I think Alicia Mollick basically said that was the reason she went for them because of experience. But actually, if you look at their relative records across all levels of tennis this year, the tour and the sort of levels below the WTA tour, Tomjanovic has won two matches all year. She's been injured and barely played all season. Saville has won 12. And Kim Birrell has won 39. Now, obviously, most of those below the WTA tour level. David, this is what was missing from pod one, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd have just been chucking opinions around and then somebody listening would have said, yeah, but 39, David. (laughs) (laughs) So I think Kim Birrell has been the player in the Australian team who has been winning more matches. She is the highest ranked now. And I think there was an expectation from the Slovenian team, certainly, that that she was going to play today. But they were therefore pleased that she wasn't playing. Kim Birrell is the highest-ranked Australian woman. Yes. That snuck up. It snuck up on me. Mm. Um, and, and, and there's... Obviously not snuck up on you. <laughs> it's very much snuck up on me. And, there, and there's several between Kim Birrell and Daria Saville and Ayla Tomjanovic. I mean, Tomjanovic's ranking has just plummeted massively because she hasn't played and... <sighs> You know, there's Astra Sharma, there's Olivia Gadecki. There's just a few players who, yeah, are higher ranked now than than Saville and Tomjanovic. Wow. But Tomjanovic and Saville have have the pedigree, I suppose. Certainly Tomjanovic. But uh, yeah, it was. It didn't go according to Alicia Mollick's plan today at all because I think the gap in form and the gap in ranking that there currently is between those two players and the two Slovenian players just showed because they were close matches to begin with both of them like it was like a 
tightly fought first 20, 25 minutes of each match. But as soon as Kaya Yuvan and Tamara Zidansek sort of got a grip on the match, they just ran away with it and, and, and showed that they're in much better form at the moment. And it was, it was a pretty one-sided couple of singles matches and a really big moment for Slovenia because, you know, they, they'd never been to the Billie Jean King Cup finals before. So this was a big moment for them to, to win a tie. And as they keep saying, we're a country of only 2 million people. And they, and they, they basically said, all our good tennis players are here. Uh, which bit of a burn for Polona Herzog, <laughs> but um, you know they don't have the options, and yet Yuvan and Zidansek are, are, are two quality players, and uh, they've they've sort of shown that today. Tough now for Australia, isn't it? Because their remaining ties against Kazakhstan on I think Thursday, um, and look, they they have a chance, <laughs> but they're. He- they're heavy underdogs in that, right? Sorry to bring up Yulia Putin-Saver again, Matt. <laughs> but, I mean, she's going to come up throughout the week. Um, yeah, I, I think Australia needed to be winning that tie, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult for them now. And and a shame, really, because they've been so good in this competition over the last few years. They've reached at least the semi-finals in, in the last three editions of it. They've been to the final a couple of times. And it... It felt like they were always sort of punching above their weight, but it almost felt like they were just in this in this great rhythm in this competition. They were always well prepared for it. They were always ready for it. And yet the complete opposite is true now. And it's such a shame that that's happened in Alicia Mollick's last tie as, you know, last tournament as captain. She's not had her two doubles players to be able to sort of practice with and train with throughout the week. And... Ida Tomjanovic, who was the sort of heartbeat of this team last year, is just not in the current sort of form that we know and expect her to be in because of because of her injury problems. So they just they just underprepared really for this. And I was I was pushing Molek on that in the press conference and again sort of trying to get her to express maybe a little bit of frustration with the whole situation with Cancun and and here and she was really playing it down and and, and saying that she wants her players to be in form and you know she's happy for them but I I can't help but think that it's it's really sort of ruined really their their chances of of doing well at this competition this year. So a likely scenario is that Slovenia will be playing Kazakhstan on Friday well Slovenia will be playing Kazakhstan on Friday and obviously if they win that that'll be 2 and 0 for them in the group and they'll be they'll be through um I, I've always thought Kai Yuvan is a lovely player I know we we joke about her beating Beatrice Haddad Meyer at Wimbledon last year dashing David's big prediction in round 1 we don't but joke that about was that. a <laughs> that was a bloody tough draw for Beatrice Haddad Meyer I, I know she's had some injuries. Um, I think she's had some pretty difficult personal stuff as well. Didn't her father yeah. die um, not that not that long ago, or however long ago it was? That's a that's a terrible thing for a young woman to go through. So look, there's there's reasons there, but I think t- technique quite like to the eye. In terms of the eye test, Kai Yuvan should be way higher ranked to me than she is. And I hope, you know, I'm looking for, for her to have a launch pad somewhere and and maybe this could be... We're always wondering, who is this Billie Jean King Cup going to be a launch pad for? 
Um, yeah, because last year it was going to be Jill Tightman, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Who can we curse? Who's gonna Who's gonna have the launch pad curse in 2023? I would not the curse, but I would like it to be Kaya Yuvan. <laughs> I think she's a lovely, lovely player to watch. Yes, hard agree. I, I I think she's she's got a really good combination of nice technique and a nice game, and I think real real tennis smarts and IQ as well. I think she sort of plots her way around the court, and she obviously grew up with with Iga Swiatek. They're they're very good friends, and I think you know Iga Swiatek's rise has has obviously you know happened in a way that it you know it hasn't happened for Kaya Yuvan. But I think I think. I would be right there with you in in sort of wanting to see her flourish next year. And I think she's already had a sort of little turning point, a little launch pad moment because Slovenia, they, they nearly weren't at these finals. They were 2-0 they were down to Romania in their qualifier earlier in the year. And then Juvan and Zidansek combined to completely turn that tie around and and send them here. And they've sort of carried carried their momentum through. I... I asked the Slovenian captain why they didn't play in the doubles because, you know, they're by far the, the two strongest players in the Slovenian team and I thought they would want to take advantage and try and get a 3-0 win on the scoreboard just so it might sort of help them later on. And with a real twinkle in his eye, he, he said, well, they've got three more singles matches each to play, you know, with a sort of Ooh. nod to the fact that he's he's very much hoping that they can... They can go all the way, which I, I very much enjoyed that answer from him. But I, I should caveat this by saying that Zidansek is playing with very heavy strapping on her shoulder. She's she's had problems with it since Roland Garros, I think. And I asked her about that and she said that that was kind of the reason that she wasn't playing the doubles because she she is trying to protect that shoulder a bit. So, yeah. I enjoyed the confidence, but equally, I think I think there is a little bit of an injury concern there, and maybe only playing the singles is is going to be the strategy for Zidansek and and Yuvan. Interesting. Okay, so that is Slovenia at the top of Group B, with Australia in second and Kazakhstan yet to play in third. Uh, before we come on to Group A. And the tie that we watched this evening uh, interlude here. Matt, how was lunch? <laughs> well, my lunch experience was okay, but in general, it was another disaster. As a team, Matt's, po- Matt's polling people as they leave the <laughs> uh, the cafeteria. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> how would you rate your experience out of ten? <laughs> well, I know it was a disaster because two of my colleagues who I'm working with here went to lunch. I would say about an hour before me and then I went and they were still there and had nothing, no food in front of them. And I said, have you eaten? And he said, no, I've been, I've, I've been waiting an hour for pork. And uh, <laughs> then then someone said, that's, look, I... That's some overcooked pork <laughs> coming his way. Someone said, it? look, I simply have to leave. So he left. And then <laughs> sort of as he left, the waiter arrived with his croquetas. So I had those. <laughs> Oh, you nailed lunch, Matt. I kind of did, but it was a bad experience for everyone else. And then how long did you have to wait for your for your food? Well, I didn't have to wait. I, I didn't end up ordering anything because I probably would have ordered that anyway. Oh, the, the, so the, I the just croquettes ate. were sufficient. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. 
Tales from the Lunchroom mm. uh, Part 3 coming your way tomorrow. Do tune dinner in. Dinner was better tonight. We nailed Ooh. dinner. We went a bit earlier. We went, we went at a time where Spanish people weren't eating. And oh. it was generally quieter and we got seen to much, much faster. So that might be the secret. Go at, go at non-meal times, basically. What, what, what did you have? This evening, uh, chicken in a whiskey sauce. He, he oh. always has chicken, David. But in a whiskey sauce, Catherine, right up your street. Mm. Yeah, that sounds a bit rogue to me. But, I, look, I'd a give it a strong, go. But, mm, <laughs> I thought I you looked a, a bit glazed. I think there's a reason I've, I've never seen them do that on MasterChef. <laughs> but, you know. Trying a thing once. Uh, right, the evening's matches fueled up on croquettas. Uh, Matt then watched Czechia uh, beat Switzerland. Well, 2 and 0 was the score as we started recording. That doubles is still ongoing. Let me get a little score update for you. Uh, the Swiss team are serving 4 5, 30 love in the opening set. Oh, there's Jill Teichman, David. <laughs> God, she's had an awful year, hasn't she? Why hasn't awful. she played the singles? Well, she's had an awful year. She's been bad. I know, in but still, it's Jill Teichman in the Billie Jean King Cup. That is an awesome player. That player would be up there with Svantec and Sabalenka if she could reproduce it, just as I thought she would, and then she didn't. Have you seen Matt, her in this competition? Matt, <laughs> Matt, you need to intervene here and I mean, talk that some is sense. A, that, I'm sorry, Heinz Guntar has has absolutely cocked up there, hasn't he? I mean, they're they're two nil down. He should have picked Jill Tightman, shouldn't he, Matt? Um, Very easy to say <laughs> after the fact, David. I think we're in a bit of an Alicia Mollick situation where she was she was picking her her team based on how they'd performed last year, and that. That didn't go too well for her, and I think... Yeah, but Jill Teitman, see, that's... I think you need to look up Jill Teitman's results this year, David. <laughs> I believe. It's been really bad. I don't understand it, because I think she's a really good player, uh, but it has been bad. Mm-hmm. But I, I did enjoy the matches that they did have, at least. <laughs> Both of them were quite good. Yeah, uh, Marie Buzkova beating... Uh, Backhand Lister, uh, Victoria Golubic, and uh, Linda Noskova beating the the fellow 18-year-old. We had a match between two 18-year-olds, um, Linda Noskova, who I can't believe is still 18. I feel like we've known about her for two or three years, and yet she still manages to be uh, 18 years old. Taking on Celine Naif, uh, the 18-year-old Swiss player, it was certainly my first time watching her. I'm sure, Matt, you're going to tell me that you talent spotted her as a 12-year-old <laughs> in some obscure European location. Uh, but for me, it was a first. <laughs> uh, not as a 12-year-old, but I do remember watching her earlier this year when she beat Venus Williams. I must say, I was, I was tuning in for Venus Williams, but Celine Naif was the opponent and ended up winning and I remember being slightly annoyed because I wanted Venus Williams to win because that was, you know, would have been a cool story. But uh, Celine Neef, or Naif, I'm still actually not quite sure how to pronounce her name, but she was really impressive today up until she was 4-1 up in that 
final set against Linda Noskova. She'd done a brilliant job of of turning the match around. Uh, I loved the way she was hitting her drive volleys to sort of finish points at the net. It was a real, real feature and she was doing it really well and looked really confident. But then in the last five games, I think we saw her her inexperience. And I think I think she got quite down on herself. She got quite stressed. She didn't take her foot fault call particularly well. Uh, there was quite a lot of errors that sort of mounted up. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was a bit of a tough scene for those final five games, whereas Noskova was, was the complete opposite. She went from really hitting out and making a lot of errors to, in her words, stopping playing chaotic tennis. And she just sort of reined it in and, <laughs> and, 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 and sort of was very much the better player in, in those closing stages. But it was very interesting to see two 18-year-olds making their debut and sort of how would they handle it. And in the end, Noskova just did it that little bit better. I thought that was quite impressive from Noskova, the way she reined it in, because that is not the way that she likes to play tennis. That must have taken quite a lot of self-restraint from her and smarts and composure in the moment because she's a hitter. She's a freewheeler out there. She's a she's a Sabalenka type player. She just wants to to tee off. So to to rein it in the, the way she did, I thought, uh, showed composure beyond her years. I mean, she was the more experienced player on the court, wasn't she? Uh, also, that's at, self-awareness. At 18 years of age. Catherine, to, to describe it as chaotic tennis in her own words and to say I, I had to stop doing it. I mean, I kind of think of her and Clara Towson a little bit in the same breath in that regard. I, I mean... I'd have been really a bit nervous about describing Noskova's tennis as chaotic at times because is that unfair for the fact to, for her to acknowledge that herself and then do something about it in the same match? Yeah, that is that is quite something. Whereas I definitely do think, without nervousness, we can describe Clara Towson's tennis as chaotic, but exciting. Well, <laughs> I, I certainly can because I'm I'm doing it. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. 
Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Uh, Marie Buzkova beating uh, backhand lister uh, um, Golubic, um, Victoria Golubic, Matt, um, champion of, of Shrewsbury, of course, where we did our, our live show a short time ago. Um, Golubic remains on the backhand list, but is under threat. Is that the current situation? Yes, I would say so. I feel very good about uh, the other four currently on the list. Amanda Nisimova, uh, lifetime member, uh, Belinda Bengcic, <laughs> Coco Goff, and the newest member on the list, Elena Rabakina. But there's been already two players who've been bumped off, Anna Bogdan, Emma Raducanu, and I think I think they'll both be coming for 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 a slot back on the backhand list next year. And it does feel like Golubich is the most vulnerable, even though she she's the one who's been featured in the Times, the Times of London, as uh, as a member of the backhand list. Matt, how do you feel about having two inactive tennis players on the backhand list? Because that is going to be the situation. I know Amanda Anisimova is a total exception. She could never pick up a tennis racket again and she would be on the backhand list. I get that. That backhand does things to me as well. Uh, but but Belinda Bencic is going to be on the sidelines for, you know, TBC exact amount of time, however long she needs. She's, she's announced this week that she's pregnant. Is still in the Swiss Billie Jean King Cup team, didn't play today, um, which is interesting. I don't know if you've got any insights into that, but first and first and foremost, uh, the backhand list, you could only have three active backhand listers to watch. Does that, how do we feel about that? I would say that Bengtschik is safe for now, but I, I certainly think I certainly think that inactivity works against Emma Raducanu. Somewhere in the backhand list equation, I need to be I need to be seeing the backhand. You know, I need to be feeling the feelings. Apart from Amanda Nisimova, obviously. Uh, so yes, I, I, I do think Bengtschik could be in trouble uh, next year potentially. Backhand list. Wise. Yesterday makes Cathy Rinaldi cry. Today he urges Belinda Bencic not to take too much maternity leave. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to be in the well. Express what, sometime. What does Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be cancelled on Thursday. Um, I, 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 I mean, if you do get rid of Victoria Golubic from the backhand list, that means there is no single hander on that list, which mm. would feel like a big move given the beauty, the glory that is that backhand. What has she done wrong? Well, she lost today. <laughs> I mean, she lost today, but come on. Well, I would say she's had a slightly disappointing year, I think, off the back of of being so good in the Billie Jean King Cup finals last year as well. I think maybe I, I expect a little bit more from her. I'm, I'm partial to a double-hander, though, I must say. I don't... You've got four of them. Yeah, because I like them. Yeah, but there are name me, name me three active single handers in the women's game, David. Golubic, uh, mm-hmm. Diane Parry, 
The woman formerly known as Margarita Gasparian, <laughs> whose Not name... Not sure how active she is. I can't remember now. I believe she's Margarita Betova now. Yeah, I don't like her backhand. Everybody bangs on about, oh, she's got a glorious... No, she hasn't. She's got a single-handed backhand. It's not very good. Yeah, so, so here we that are. Take. That's a good take, David. Yeah, But I, there's, mm. there are others, aren't there? I mean, I can't think who... <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. we've already scraped low enough to Margarita Batova. I, I do think That's it's pretty, harsh I mean, on... Golly bitch! I, f- I feel well, like she's on she's at not the far moment. Off. I'm, everyone's yeah, I know, everyone's but... trying to bump her off, but she is still on. Good. Okay. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> All right, we have our first sight uh, verified sightings of the actual human versions of uh, Barbara Krochikova and Katerina Siniakova. They are on court at the moment, playing doubles for Czechia uh, against Switzerland. Um, I mean, great, great to see them in non-cardboard cutout form. Don't know what kind of shape they'll be in. Storm Hunters certainly laid down the gauntlet, hasn't she? Of yeah, like what's expected of those travelling from Cancun? Yeah, she's ruined it as an excuse. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've just seen Gollybitch is uh, is playing the doubles, Matt. It's Tykman Gollybitch. Mm-hmm. She wants to get herself in front of Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is taking the stage. Um, we were expecting the crowds to be be the weakest today, that they'll be all week. We're hoping it'll build as the week goes on. Um, if today was as, as poor as the crowds will be, I think that's encouraging, would you say? Yeah, I think uh, there was a really good noise in the stadium for sure. It wasn't it wasn't full by any means, but there were representatives of each nation in there and making noise, and they had horns and you know instruments to make more noise. So it felt like Billie Jean King Cup in there for sure. I do think what's happened over the last couple of years since the format changed is that our expectations have adjusted downwards and we know what to expect now with this sort of World Cup format in a neutral venue for most of the ties. And I think if this was, if this was the crowd we'd had two years ago, we'd have been comparing it to the old crowds and we'd have been really disappointed. But I think with time, and maybe this, you know, this is a shame, we've got used to crowds more like this. So this now feels quite good. So I think relative to past editions, quite a good crowd. Relative to what it absolutely used to be back in the day, not a good crowd. And relative to the dream of what it still could be and what it should be, we've still got a long way to go as well. But in its current format, in its its current situation, I think it was a fairly encouraging day one experience. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Tomorrow we have, we start off with Spain against Canada, uh, the first match no, that's, of that's, the day. That's, it's France, France, Italy, I think, first. Oh, thank you, Billy Jean King Cup website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, actually, it might just be me reading it wrong. Let's assume it's me reading it wrong. Uh, okay, so France against Italy is the first match of the day and then Spain against Canada is the... Evening session tie. 
who, Matt, are you expecting to be picked for those respective teams tomorrow? Oh, gosh. Well, uh, France, Italy's interesting because the two number ones, uh, Caroline Garcia and Jasmine Paolini, played just a couple of weeks ago in China and Paolini won for Italy. So if, you know, if they can, if they can take down Caroline Garcia, that's, that's going to go a long way to winning that tie. I would have thought, I know Garcia hasn't been in good form this year, but she has been a bit better in the last couple of weeks and months since the U S open, I would say. Um, Whereas Paolini's had a good, few weeks and months hasn't she after david uh, off off air <laughs> somewhat slandered her earlier in the season no, no need to quote it david don't need to get you in the daily express as well i said uh, she was he, a good draw qu- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because that isn't as bad as people might be imagining i might have said so <laughs> i might as well just say it i said oh she's a good draw for somebody no, um, no, 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 no. What you were doing, David, is you were trying to think of an example of a good draw. You were trying <laughs> to pluck a name out of all the possible names. Yeah, stand by. And you, 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 you plucked Jasmine Paolini out of your arse. It's it's <laughs> it's motivated her. I mean, she's she's on a streak <laughs> since then. She, she is. Maybe she knows nothing. Okay, she knows nothing about it. But still, she's done very well since. Mm. Still think she's not a bad and, draw. Uh, Canada, Spain, Matt. I suppose Canada's picks are pretty obvious. Well, I think I, th- I think it's what we discussed yesterday. Does the does the pro pickleball player Eugenie Bouchard does she does she Oof. take to the court or is it a moment for David's thoughts <laughs> on that or is it Rebecca Marina? David, just. just... Welcome back to tennis, Eugenie. Is all I can say. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I am. I am interested to see if she plays and and what it's like. I'm, I'm really interested to see what it's like atmosphere-wise with Spain playing in Seville. I, you know, mm. I'm I'm just hoping the place is pumping for that. Um, because you're right. I, I think that's a very good point about about expectations moving downwards and and. This is what it's all about. So, fingers crossed that we're all buzzing tomorrow. Well, we'll be back to tell you how Matt's lunch was, how everyone's <laughs> lunch was, apparently, <laughs> and to uh, and to give our takes on the day. Um, I enjoy these pods. I kind of forget how much I enjoy these daily Billie Jean King Cup pods, checking in with with Matt and hearing about his day. <laughs> It's lovely. Is this what it's like? Is this what it's like when your children come home from school every day, David? And you say, "How? Tell, tell me about your day." Uh, I mean, I, I get grunted at a bit more than I do by Matt, to be honest. Um, Are you entering that phase? Yeah, certainly with the youngest. Um, but yeah, yes. Let's say yes. No, they're lovely kids, and uh, and and it it is like that. Actually, um, I, I feel like I've got more kids now. <laughs> you too. You too. <laughs> uh, it's wholesome goodness, isn't it? I'm going to add to the wholesome vibe by telling you about our mascot for this episode. Well, actually, double mascot situation here. I am pumped for this one, guys. Wait for it. We have Jagger and Gucci. They belong to Amy, who is sister of pod fan Laura. 
Uh, Laura says, you may remember Jagger. Do I remember Jagger, Laura? Come on. Hmm? Thought about nothing but Jagger since he was brought into our lives because Jagger is a Bernadoodle. Uh, is that the big one? He was a mascot last year. Yeah. A Bernadoodle is a cross between a Bernese mountain dog, which is kind of my dream dog in a... I, I'll never be able to have one because it's like having a grizzly bear living in your house. <laughs> um but they are gorgeous. So a Bernadoodle is a, is a Bernese Mountain Dog crossed with a, a poodle. That and they an are absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> are they it's holding like hands? Curly, they look like they're holding paws. No, no, that's not a Bernese Mountain Dog and a poodle. A Bernadoodle is the product of a Bernese Mountain Dog mating with a poodle. No, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm coming, just looking I, at these two I know, dogs. But, 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 stop jumping the, the gun. <laughs> I'm still midway through the story. Okay. So, Jagger was a Bernadoodle who was mascot last year. Since then, says Laura, Jagger's... Oh, sorry, Jagger's, Jagger's a girl. My apologies. Since then, Jagger's half-sister, Gucci, also a Bernadoodle, has joined the family. The sisters, now almost aged two and one, belong to my sister Amy and niece Sophia. Now, here's the kicker, guys. Wait for this one, Matt. They live in Fairfield, Connecticut, which we have pretty much driven through. We have. Do you remember seeing that on the road signs? Yeah. I did a little bit of Google Mapsing earlier, and uh, the, the according to... Uh, Apple Photos, the the place where we stopped off for our successful pit stop, mm-hmm. where they did allow us to use the toilets, mm-hmm. uh, that was a place called New Canaan, New K- C-A-N-A-A-N. Anyway, New Canaan is m- merely down the road from Fairfield, Connecticut. Wow. Wow, I know. Uh, so they live in Fairfield, Connecticut, where they love treats, belly rubs, chasing toys and sticks, rolling in the mud and digging in the yard. And as David was in the process of describing, sorry, David, for cutting you off, uh, away you'd go to, with describing their their beautiful hand-holding. I was just excited. I haven't seen dogs hold hands before. <laughs> oh, you you're not getting the same uh, Instagram <laughs> suggestions that I'm getting. <laughs> I've, only, I've only seen my, Billie Jean and Neville you, chasing Paige, each other almost, around. It's, it's Taylor Swift and dogs holding hands. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, they are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. They're quite different, actually. Jagger is quite a lot um, curlier than Gucci. Interesting. Um, but they're absolutely gorgeous, so... Uh, thank you, Amy and niece Sophia, for having them. And thank you, Laura, for bringing them into our lives and making them pet mascots. Uh, that's lovely, lovely stuff. And pet mascot slots for 2024 will be opening up in early December, as will guest editor slots, executive producer slots. You can you can get an intro or a shout out at any time, uh, but lots of new slots opening up early December, December the 8th, 2023, for 2024. Have I made that uh, clear enough? Yeah, brilliant. Well done, me. Uh, we have our mascots. David has Maisie. I've right, Maisie. got Zenia. 
And Matt has Darwin. Billy Jean is sponsored by Billy Jean King and Alana Kloss. We have top folks and executive producers Jamie, Hannah, and Drew. And seeing as we're all together, we have shout outs. We have Carolyn Sullivan, who is in Nashville, Tennessee. Very good. Home of Taylor Swift. Well, one one of. And home of the TV show Nashville that I was introduced to a couple of years ago and started to learn all the songs in. Um, yeah, Carolyn. Give us a, a sing song. Oh, I, Give us a song. I'll need to prepare myself for that and remind myself the, the words. But, yeah, I was quite into it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Carolyn, have we got any Carolyn tennis players? No. Caroline Wozniacki, that doesn't well, work, does it? Carolyn is... is, is keen to point out that she's not Caroline, with an exclamation oh, mark. Sorry, Caroline. <laughs> I wonder if she shut. feels sort of church pew situation. I suspect not, because it is different pronunciation, isn't it? It's not just spelling. It is, mm. It's a different name. Mm. Caroline, we support your independence. And thank, thank you, you very for much. being a friend. And um, um, while we were briefly on songs, by the way... I feel like France, Italy, tomorrow morning is is a, oh. is a great national anthem clash. Yes. I'm excited for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next shout out is Emma Boylan, who is in Ireland. Right, Hello, Emma. Emma. We know Emma, don't we? We've had Emma before. She says, my cat Lyra was one of the pod's pet mascots yes. last year. Hey, good oh, work, Emma. Oh, I love that. Emma and Lyra. Like Emma Raducanu. Yeah. I, I quite want to go to Ireland next year um, on a little trip, I've decided. Do you want to Do you want to come with us to see Bruce Springsteen? Yes, we oh. should do that. When are you doing that? Uh, it's May, isn't it? The Dublin Dublin date. Blimey. That's the plan. That's all very exciting. I did miss the Ticketmaster sale. I was uh, tied up. But uh, who doesn't love a resale? Yeah. There are ways. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be there I'll join you in the bar Um, afterwards it's fine quite a long way to travel just to go to the bar afterwards David but anyway to be discussed (laughs) thank thank you Emma we've also got Angela Linehan hello Angela like Angela Mortimer Yes, Yes. who I was in the company of the other day. She was Mm. at the uh, Tennis History Conference at Wimbledon, which was delightful. Where Matt was a cross between James Bond and uh, just a general superstar who had lots of groupies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matt was the only person that showed up with groupies. (laughs) No comment from Matt. Where did you say Angela was from? Uh, Angela is also from Ireland. Oh, I lovely. did think so with that surname. It's a lovely surname. Linehan, yes, lovely. Thank you, Angela. And finally, we have Seth Warsing. And Seth says that after last year's shout-out, he needs to give some hope to athletes named Seth because apparently Catherine described Seth as an unathletic name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do Go on think, then, give I him some hope. He, he Seth says, is surely our hope? only listener called Seth. He says, although no Seth tennis players come to mind, Seth Curry is a well-known basketball player, but admittedly perhaps more famous for being Stephen Curry's 
brother. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I feel like he has That's slightly how we're debunking proven your point. <laughs> there was a footballer uh, who played for Leeds United called Seth Johnston, um, who got bought for masses of money from Derby County, and the story goes that the chairman was uh, was asking. Um, so I think it was how much how much money do you want for him and uh, and 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 he said he said because I can offer six million and and the the chairman went oh and he goes okay then eight million that's my final offer and the guy was going to accept one million <laughs> but because there was a long pause he jumped in and Seth Johnson was a terrible terrible disaster as a signing <laughs> but uh, I'm sure Seth is much more athletic than Seth Johnston was. But there we are. There's my story. I've just Googled sportsmen called Seth and only Seth Johnson is coming up. (laughs) So, Seth, please sign up for a shout-out next year and do a better job of convincing me that it's an athletic name. Uh, Thank you very much for your support. See you in 2024, Seth. See you, Matt, tomorrow. See you both tomorrow. We don't have a morning podcast tomorrow, David. You're off the hook. Just the one on Wednesday. But we'll all be back with Tales from Seville, updates on Matt's lunch and all around Billie Jean King Cup finals fun. Yes. And and I'm excited to listen to your podcast now. I haven't had a chance yet. Enjoy. How would you feel if I said said that I'm going to listen to it to get to sleep? Would you be offended by that or would, or, or would that be the greatest possible compliment? That is the no, constant we're, dilemma we're of my life. To, we're used to it. <laughs> mm. I'm going to take it as a massive compliment. Thanks, Matt. Although uh, it'll probably wake you up by you shouting at the... Sp- it, was, it was 1964 and all sorts of <laughs> other stats that we would have got wrong. Enjoy, Matt. And speak to you tomorrow. We can't wait. 